Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater. We are your crew as we attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information here on this, I don't know, holiday weekend, uh, just a week away from the big day. And uh, I know Barry's excited, kind of. I mean, well, uh, slightly. All right, my you're big festive. Day's over. You're jolly. You look jolly I, today. Oh, I always look jolly. Yes, okay. Uh, you know, r- rosy cheeks. Uh, you know, belly full of jelly or whatever that's in there. <laughs> oh, I don't, thank you. That's I so don't know. <laughs> it just got really awkward really quick, didn't it, Barry? Yes, it did. Well, that's just what we do. We better bring in some big guns. And we have. We have a very special guest on the show today. If you're Especially if you're looking for something to uh, pick up for the boater on your list, here's a great idea. He's written a book called You Can't Make This Stuff Up. It's Captain Jack uh, Mullen. Jack, uh, welcome to World of Boating. How are you? Good. Thanks, guys. Hey, so uh, Captain Jack here is a—he's uh, a captain from the Bering Sea. You know, like deadliest catch on Discovery Channel. Uh, you weren't one of the main cabin or uh, captains, but you uh, were—you you were in the thick of that for how many years? Uh, going after the crabs. Uh, uh, Seventy-nine to two thousand fifteen. Okay, I'm that's a while. Yeah, over thirty. Yeah, long enough to know better. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, I, I've watched that show enough to know that I would never want to do it. And, yeah. and I have all the respect in the world for the people that do. I mean, it's a fascinating uh, thing to watch, but uh, you're like, why do people put uh, themselves through such torture? Well, I guess it's just money. Is that it? What would you say, Jack? Yeah, yeah when I was young, I, I was really fired up to see if I could do it. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you, you do, can I work 60 hours without sleeping, you know, can I uh, be away for months, that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. and then of course, after 30 years, you're kind of used to it. So, right now, do you still, uh, eat that Alaskan King crab or have you like, I, I don't want to see another crab in my life. How does that no, uh, rate for you? We ate a lot of food out of the Bering Sea. The King yeah. crab was a lobster. It was, you know, like eating butter. I, I say it's like eating a Costco hot dog of, of crab, <laughs> uh, right? It is. That's true. I, I love Alaskan well, it, king just, crab. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're good. It's just you know to to relate it to a hot dog. It's because you eat it so often, it just becomes you know second nature. Well, I don't think you're not saying that. You're just saying the size of it, it looks like a giant hot well, dog, yeah. right? In most crab, you got to pick the meat out. Yeah, falls on your plate. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's way too much work for most crab, but Alaska king crab. <laughs> It's worth the uh, effort. You just crack them yeah. open, and there it is—a big old hot dog-sized piece of uh, crab meat. And boy, is it tasty with some melted butter, Barry. Well, you, you have you have snow crab too. So, which one do you prefer? Well, I don't know. Um, well, you know, there's a third crab on the west coast and all the way up into the Gulf of Alaska. It's called a Dungeness crab. Uh huh. Yes, right. I've heard of that. Yeah, and they're kind of—they're probably the most flavor. But okay. You, mm. But they're not, you know, the chunks of meat are about the size of your thumb. So right. They're- Too much work. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah. Yeah. So less work, uh, more meat uh, with the Alaska king crab. And then, you know, snow crab, you get, uh, you guys, what, a peleo? Is that what I see on that show? See? I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've actually picked up a couple things that I would have never learned, uh, you know, (laughs) if I had never watched that show, Deadliest Catch. Yeah. One of the deadliest uh, jobs in the world, they say. Is it, would you agree with that, Jack, or what do you think? Uh, I think it used to be. You know, it's like any other industry. We kind of cleaned up, but we, we learned a lot of things over, you know, you, you gain wisdom by making accidents. So yeah, I don't think it's nearly what it used to be. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. Everything, everything right. from boat designs to, you know, how you operate them, how you work on deck, all that stuff. It all, it's just all improved. Yeah. But back when you were doing it, I mean, it was a real man's deadliest job in the world. And, I mean, you take all the credit for you and made it uh, made you the guy you are today, right? Uh, Just yeah. say yes. I'm, I'm setting you up there, buddy. Come on. It's Christmas. Greg, you're, you're a good promoter, I can tell. <laughs> I try. I try. I mean, I know if I was you, I'd be milking it for every ounce of publicity and, and status oh, I could. But, well, uh, on a yeah. little aside, I thought this morning, I thought, you know, I'm like presidents that retire and write a book and then get paid obscene money to, to do speeches, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's what <laughs> but, you're doing now. Yeah. You, you got this yeah, book. We're well, going to get to that in just a bit, but, but you I, do a I lot of talks, book. right? Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. I speak. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. But I don't get paid obscene dollars. Like oh, well, like, okay. All right. Well, uh, you, you know, if you get a free meal out of the deal, at least, I hope. Yeah, that's and, it. <laughs> and, and I'm sure they're always saying, hey, we got some Alaska King Crab for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that that stuff is, it ain't cheap. I mean, uh, you know, I'll tell you, over the years, you would think with all those shows and everything, the price of Alaskan King Crab would come down, especially during the holidays. Nope. No, that's yeah. you know what? At any time we would go to the store and buy it, we would think of the show and we'd say it was worth it because we realized how much work, how dangerous it was to right. do that, yeah. to catch those crabs. I, I just eat it and go, wow, that is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you should come to my wedding. We had 90 pounds of meat. There. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is that like a whole crab pot? I don't know. How, how many uh, crab can you get in one of those things? Yeah. We yeah. brought down a pickup truck load full. From How about Seattle. that? Wow, that is that sounds uh, good. You're, you're teasing us now, Jack. No, you're, you're just torturing us. So, uh, so yeah, you, you've written this book, and we're going to get to that uh, in just a bit. Uh, but uh, but you've been talking around the country, and, and and people, I'm sure, ask you a lot about deadliest catch and what it's like to be a crab fisherman on the Bering Sea. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you're also calling us today from your retirement vessel. Let's talk about that a little bit first before we get into the others, other yeah. stuff. What, what are you on today? What is this? Well, we always liked boats, and we were sailors for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I just didn't – in the Pacific Northwest, I got tired of being out in the cold and the wet. So we have a 58-foot – it's a William Garden. Hmm. And if anybody knows anything about designers, William Garden, is, uh, he's regarded like God. I, I didn't know that when I bought the boat. But yeah. Um, it's actually 70 years old. It was built um, with the kind of wood you can't get anymore, and it's beautiful. And hmm. it's it got complete refit in 2002, so it has all modern systems. The refit was over 700 grand. If wow. You can imagine. Okay. And it, 
and it's the smoothest boat I've ever driven. Uh, we love it. You know, we I don't mind taking care of it. Yeah, it, now, which, I've seen the pictures. I mean, it looks impressive. And uh, are you so you're living on this now? Uh, or what? Part time. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we have another place we go to. So, but it um, just looks like uh, that classic trawler design type vessel. The uh, very, you know, I mean, I, I mean, it's like the ultimate uh, cl- classic fishing uh, vessel that well, I, I mean, you kind of associate it with a guy like Captain Jack. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, a couple things there. I was actually looking for a converted trawler. What we call trawler over here is a, a work boat. Yeah. And it probably been in Alaska, but I ran into this thing. Then the designer had designed plenty of work boats and trollers and tugs and all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's a work boat with a yacht. It's a yacht with a work boat soul. I gotcha. There you go. So do you just yeah. uh, hang out on it and just relax? Or are you fishing off this thing and uh, or, or cruising around a lot too, or or what? <laughs> You probably laugh, but I don't sport fish. <laughs> yeah, well, that no. I mean, like I said, I I was serious when I asked you know if you worked on the Bering Sea for so long, like you don't want to see a crab for the rest of your life. You know, no, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, no. Um, but we take the family out and friends, and you know, it's got nine bunks and four state rooms. Oh, okay. Three heads. It, it is gorgeous. The, yeah. the pictures you sent. The wheelhouse <laughs> is amazing. It it yeah. absolutely is. It's it's. I, I have no words for it. Well, yeah, this Barry keeps sucking up because, uh, but I don't think it's going to work. He's not going to no, invite no, you on no, board. I'm not. Where do, where, do you mind if I ask where you keep it, or yeah, where you boat out of? No, you know where the Puget Sound is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard of this in Washington. Well, and that's his uh, specific location. He's going to give you Barry. No, I keep going. No, no, don't. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want him to visit you. All right, we got more with our special guest. Captain Jack Mullen next on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me, or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew, and our special guest, Captain Jack uh, Mullen. Uh, who was uh, he, he worked the Barren Sea like those deadliest catch uh, captains from the Discovery TV show. Uh, he, he's been a crewman on those type of boats. He's had probably more crab than uh, any man alive, I'm assuming. You, you've had your fair share. Is that uh, a safe assumption oh, I, there or what, Jack? Yeah, I did, I did like it. Yep. Yeah, I bet. And, and you're not sick of it. After all these years, you'll still eat more. You still got room. Oh, yeah. Okay. I all could, right. I can afford it. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you can afford it. Right. Yeah. Even uh, on a retired Bering Sea captain's salary, it's still a little pricey these days, but uh, very, very much worth uh, the purchase. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you, one of the things I do during the holidays, I do try to get some uh, Alaskan king crab instead of like turkey or ham or whatever you would do for the holidays, just to mix it up a little bit. And, right. uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, and I can afford about, you know, a, a tiny little claw. That's yeah. about it. But uh, still, it's, it's a nice, a tra- yeah, a tradition, right? You can mix it into the uh, holiday festivities for sure. Okay, yep. so uh, you're over in Pugin Sound, kind of semi-retired, but you're traveling around the country talking and uh, giving uh, speeches that, uh, what what happened first, uh, the... You know, the presentations and the talks or or this book that you have uh, put out? Tell me. Well, you know, it's just one of those things in life. I I retired, and about a year later, I'm kind of kicking around, wondering what to do. And uh, it came to me. I said, I told my wife, I'm going to write a book and start speaking. Nice. And she looked at me. Yeah. She looked at me and said, uh, does that pay? And I said, yeah. <laughs> right. we, we just have to try it. There you go. Okay. So. That's so, what I did. I wrote a book. Yeah, so the book is called uh, You Can't Make This Stuff Up, and right. and it's, uh, I think if I remember correctly, I haven't read it yet myself, but there's 10 chapters, and you develop these uh, life lessons while you were a uh, fisherman in the Bering Sea. Is that kind of how it happened, or what? Exactly. Yeah, 
I kind of call them Captain Jackisms. They, they're mm-hmm. everything from just stains to uh, bedrock beliefs that kind of not just keep you alive, but allow you to to really thrive in those conditions because mm-hmm. it's really competitive. I'm it's, sure, uh, yeah. You know, it's competitive business in a in a wicked place. So, um, you know, I, I kind of threw all these. I don't know what you'd call it, practices or beliefs. I was able to rise to the top and kind of be in the top of the fleet for yeah. all those years. So, and I saw other guys flame out. They, they were miserable. Hmm. They never, you know, they, they just, they were never happy. They, uh, Oh man, I, I don't want to get in descriptions of these guys, but anyway, um, I didn't want to live like that. So yeah. I was able to, uh, put some of that in the book. Well, okay, so it's how you survived all those hours at sea. I mean, like, no sleep. You're getting pounded by crazy weather. Uh, you could tip over any time. Uh, you're a captain, so you have a crew you got to, you know, oversee, and, and you have right. their lives uh, on the line, too. I mean, there's a, that's a huge amount of responsibility, huge amount of pressure. Uh, I mean, the payoff, if you can get through it, it can be pretty good, I guess, but... But still, getting through that. So all these uh, like jackisms you came up with ended up being like life lessons, is what you're saying. Is that right? Or was that Greg or is that Barry? Yeah, I'm sorry. that's Greg. I'm the smart one. Okay, you're you're asking all the intelligent questions. <laughs> yeah, right? see, 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 Barry, <laughs> suck it, Barry. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it could be as simple as. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what I'm not going to do. Right. And that would come up a lot. Like, and any captain that's listening to this, you basically have an endless amount of options. You can go left, you can go right, you can go straight, you can go back to dock, you can, you know, you can get drunk, whatever. Mm. But And nobody's there to tell you you can't. You're the captain. There is no, there is no limit on what you can do. Right. So with all those options, you can almost self-destruct yourself you can go crazy with all the options so then you have to boil it down to well i'm not going to do that mm-hmm. i already decided i'm not going to do that i'm not going to put the boat in peril i'm not going to risk my crew i'm not gonna i'm not you don't want to go out on the start of a storm you can go out on the back of a storm but a lot of guys will go out on the start and they just get hammered before the trip even starts so yeah. those kind of things and it's just a simple little saying Hmm. you know but and just, and just uh keeping to it being disciplined uh hold yourself to that particular standard or or rule that you've come up with from a, a experience it sounds like barry what do you think about this what do you I, I, it's interesting because i'm wondering what are the things did you learn from working under these other captains you were talking about 60 hour work weeks did you cut those back a little bit to so that your crew had a little bit more rest time so that they were more efficient and worked safer yeah, Barry, what happened in the fleet, all the fleets, the fleet I worked in later, which was the the trawl fleet in the crab fleet, was it used to be in a, what we called an Olympic system for the quota. When the gun went off on January 20th, the whole fleet roared out there and grabbed the whole quota and brought, you know, and when, when the quota was gone, it was over. So everybody was, you were competing with everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why we put in the hours and did the hard work. And then when everybody got individual boat quotas, in other words, my boat got a half a percent of the total quota, I could sit around and smoke cigars if I want because right. nobody could get my crab. So that made a big difference. Yeah, nobody's, I would say big days now were 20-hour days, you know, unless yeah. you oh, that's 
So no, that that's great. So I mean, did that come about because they were seeing too many people get injured or issues with the uh, boats having problems later on? Uh, they realized that that doing it like a race was not good for the people as well as the environment or anything else. Yeah, kind of everything you just mentioned, but there was also an opposite side of that, like there always is, is that it um, shut out a lot of boats from the fleet. They didn't get a quota, but, hmm. which actually helped the effort. They went from 500 boats to 100 boats, but, you know, if you're just a deckhand, you might have just lost your job and there's not a boat to get on because there's not as many boats working. So. Right. Well, that was a downside, but mm. it was just, that Olympic system was just crazy. The chaos, sounds like. Made for a great it TV is. show, but... <laughs> well, the funny thing is, those guys are on quotas, you know? But yeah. every show in the world has a race and a time limit and reasons to be running, you know? So, I don't care if it's on some desert island or whatever, um, that's just part of the show, but... You know, we could talk to Captain Jack uh, for hours... But uh, I think we're going to let him go enjoy the holidays and uh, tell you how you can get a hold of his book, which is how, Jack. Yeah, it's on Amazon. The easiest way is look up Captain Jack. And so, yeah, Captain Jack at Amazon. And I got a, a Facebook and a, a web page and all that stuff. So if you can't make this stuff up. That's the name of the book, not just what yeah. we just did, which is kind of <laughs> how we run this show. But great stuff. Yeah. Happy holidays to you, Captain Jack. We okay. appreciate the time. Same to you guys. Thanks so much. We got more coming up on the world of boating. Stay close. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce. And now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Wonder what I got for Christmas. The crushed soul. The season's upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees and there's reefs to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. Some families are messed up while others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well, you should see mine. This 
is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater. We are your crew navigating the latest boating news and information on this holiday weekend. A big one uh, for South Florida, by the way, because it's the Winterfest Boat Parade tonight. Uh, Barry, you gonna you gonna you know take the boat out and watch the lights parade no, uh, across the waterways? No, <laughs> no, I'm not taking my boat out to do that. The best way to see that is if you have a friend that lives on the intracoastal. Yeah, uh, offer to bring some food over, you know, possibly some crab legs, right? And well, there uh, you go, right? Get yourself a spot on their terrace. That's the best place to see them. Uh, there are parks that you can stay at. The Winterfest Boat Parade does yeah. have a... Uh, well, you can take have, your uh, take surprise out there and uh, just well, find a spot to anchor off and it, watch the festivities. You know, I, I've done it in the past in Jeff's boat. You know, the uh, Aquaview mm-hmm. or the... Um, what's the other one? The Black Pearl. Because uh, he'll take his boats out. And, and those uh, are like two big pontoon type... Pontoon diving boats. feet long. Yeah. Massive and, and decks. Yeah. With, with food... And uh, drinks, and they do all the work. But you have to be invited to go on that, uh, Barry. So what? No, you used to be able to just buy a ticket. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I don't think he only lets people he likes on those now. He invited oh. me. You didn't get the invite. <laughs> Funny man. <laughs> I'm surprised he would invite you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but right. Um, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, I mean, you can see him on boats, but they're limited. You know, because they're usually at the same level as these boats that are going by, which you still get a great view. Mm-hmm. Right. But to be on someone's terrace facing the intercoastal and, you know, near the air conditioning and everything, it's, you know, it's going to be beautiful weather. It's going to be nice. True. And once again, this is uh, the Winterfest Boat Parade in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's probably the biggest one in the country. And it usually uh, shows on Christmas morning across the country. On yes. cable systems, and you know they usually pop it uh, out there, and uh, you can kind of you know get a little vibe of what it's like. But until you actually go and witness it yourself, it's it's not the same as watching it on TV. I will say, oh, absolutely, yeah, it's that, not the that, same. That. But it, it is fun, and it, you know you can pick up a little taste of what it's like on TV. But uh, when you've been there and done that, I've been on one of the the lighted boats as part of the parade. And years yeah, you were you were supposed yeah. to be cleaning the heads for them. No, that's a lie. You no, it is a liar. No, it isn't. And, but uh, they 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 do have over a million viewers, and uh, it is a twelve mile route. So there's a right. good chance yeah. you could find a spot to watch it. It's and it's an impressive it display. Some of the boats they light up oh, are yeah. like, wow, they somebody put some effort into this. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lights on these boats. Yeah, and it's getting nuttier and nuttier uh, mm-hmm. each year. So anyway, that's tonight in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, you can plan accordingly. Now, we got some other stories I want to delve into. And this is a good one for just Barry and I, since Patrick's not here today, or Mike the oh, Mariner, no. or Rusty. They they can't relate like uh, Barry and I can, because we're buddies. We are scuba diving buddies. And uh, this is an interesting story. You know, this this boat's been out there. I guess for I don't know. I think it. I think it said it was. It's actually an old old vessel, but I had never heard anything like this. Uh, it's on the Rhine River, and it, it's called. Uh, well, they just call it the Diving Bell Boat. Now, have you even heard of this before, Barry? So this no. is news to you too. Now, why this is? Uh, uh, we have a special interest in this as scuba divers is because what they do on this boat, it has a giant 
contraption an arm on it and at the end of the arm it's a diving bell and you know what you can use diving bells is for like uh you can sink the bell and it creates this air pocket where commercial divers would go up there and decompress it's all technical diving stuff but just to explain it better for this what they're doing they're taking this uh boat which is like a big long barge I think it's even was built in like the 60s. This isn't like some new vessel, but they put this long arm contraption on it. And at the end of the arm, there's this giant uh, bell or contraption. And what they do on the Rhine River is they take it out there, uh, anchor up and drop this bell down to the bottom of the river and create an air pocket. And then they can walk down the arm to the bell and inspect what's on the uh, r- on the river floor. Because they they push the uh, water out with uh, air pressure, and there's Why? a video on YouTube of this. Well, okay. because they can uh, they can go down there and work, and like uh, you know, uh, if there's something that was dropped in the river and creating an obstacle, they can go down there, salvage it, or take it out, okay. or move it, and that kind I of thing. It. But they're basically you know uh, bring making the bottom of the river accessible without having to dive. Which is kind of how wild. De- how deep? How deep is this water? Uh, I don't know. I would say it's it's probably at least thirty, forty feet. I guess. I mean, maybe. Okay. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. For I mean, I think it's probably that in the deepest areas. Not oh, super I, I deep. I thought this was a wreck or something that you wanted us to dive. Well, no. I, I I'm impressed with this boat. I'm like, wow. I didn't even know these existed. You know, because, like, just think if you could just sit there and just picture it like this. If you're not a diver, just think you, you take a cup of water, and but you take it from the surface, and you take it down to the bottom. Well, there's air in the in the glass, right? So that forces the water out. When you push it down to the uh, bottom, it creates this air pocket, and then they just pump more air into it, and that forces the air out. And next thing you know, the whole bottom of the river or ocean, if you did this on the ocean, is exposed. And you oh, just so walk they, down they, into it. They actually walk into the mud or yeah. whatever's down there. Yeah, they can walk oh. right down onto the uh, bottom of the uh, river. I mean, yeah, I, was like, I was like creatures down wow. there. Well, they I mean, they you know, they found pottery and all kinds of cool cool stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and they actually found a uh they found a, like an anchor that was creating an obstacle that I think they were going to try to salvage or get out of the river so it wouldn't create any hang-ups. For boats passing by, or and that kind of thing, or fishermen and stuff. So I don't know. It's wild though, but it's called the uh, diving bell boat. Yeah, and uh, and it's on. You know, they use it on the Rhine River. I've never heard of anything like this uh, used anywhere else. And I, but the when you look at the video, you think, hey, you know, could you take this off the coast of Fort Lauderdale and just like, yeah, let me plop the bell down there, and we'll send some guys down to to go check out the bottom or better yet you do it i know what you want to do i want to take it over to venice beach and take it down there right off the coast of venice beach florida and Uh find me some megalodon shark teeth no no what what you want to do i know what you want to do okay what do you want you want to take it off the east coast put it down near a reef and then just pick up the lobsters they sit there failing in the sand. You think they're, you just pick they're, they're up, flopping yeah. around like that? Flopping around in the sand, and you say, look, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that, that would be kind of fun, too. It wouldn't be very nice to the lobsters. Well, though. it wouldn't be very sporting. I mean, no. as it is sporting now with a net and yeah. a tickle stick. Oh, yeah. You know. I don't. I don't see the point of that, uh, Barry. That is not. But, <laughs> or, but, or it could be used for looking for treasure. Well, like I said, uh, megalodon shark teeth. 
Uh, no, I mean Venice real Beach. buried treasure. You know, well, like or, gold. Well, both. My I, retirement system. Yeah. I mean, you go down there and uh, you plop that thing down and yeah. uh, then get out a metal detector and mm-hmm. go to town. I mean, yeah. you could really clean up, literally. Does it say how long you could stay down there? I mean, it's at atmospheric pressure. I, I, I you I, know, I'm not sure. I think they talked about that a little bit in the okay in the, in the video. I'll have to find out more. But once again, just do a search on YouTube: uh, "Diving Bell Boat." Yep, and it's you on can there. see this thing, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive, and it gives me some ideas. I think uh, Barry, you got to sell your little seventeen footer and get us one of those. We'll we'll sure. play for hours. I'll tow it with my truck. That'd be a great Christmas gift to me. Uh, of course. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast all right fellas from the top oh you better watch out you better not cry better not pout i'm telling you why is coming to town. Christmas is ruined. Your town. This is just terrible. Cancel the party. He knows where you live. For crying out loud. He knows that your window's open. Where's your Christmas spirit? He knows what lives under your bed. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Barry the Boater rounding out the crew on this holiday weekend. Hopefully that, uh, I don't know if that sets the right mood for the uh, holidays, but eh, it's the best we got for now. All right. uh, I got to clarify a story that popped up on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page. Uh, It's probably been a couple weeks now. Uh, Everybody is having fun at my expense and accusing uh, me or, or my car my transportation <laughs> as the guilty party and a uh, mishap at a boat dock. First off, the truck that ended up in the water at the boat dock is a Chevy. It is not a Honda Ridgeline because uh, I would never allow that to happen with my vehicle. So there, Captain the Patrick it would have floated away. Yeah. <laughs> so lightweight. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, real funny. Real funny. But yeah, everybody is like, it's all pile up. You'd think during the holidays, people would be nicer. But no. No. Yep. Yeah, everybody thought it was me. No, it wasn't me. And uh, I wouldn't know. I'd never allow that to happen. But I don't know what happened with this guy in his Chevy truck. It looks like, it, uh, I mean, it's almost totally submerged. Well, if it, have you ever actually driven a boat, a truck or a vehicle down a boat ramp? I have not. Okay. I've watched um, it many a times. It's yeah. very entertaining. Depending on the type of water and how well they're kept up, uh, when it's low tide and you have to go deeper into the ramp, you're going to have your wheels kind of sitting on algae or other types of slick materials. Right. Uh, that can make it uh, very dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much when you... Uh, launch your boat but when you go to pick it up um either way it's a problem that's why i i learned 
years ago that you should never do this? Or what, no, what do you I, think? Excuse me. Sorry. I learned years ago uh, on a ramp that was very steep uh, <laughs> when my car started, even with the emergency brake on, started slowly sliding back when I let go of the brakes because that meant that the fronts were no longer holding. Mm. Was to tr- come up with an idea, and that idea was a chalk. Um, I happened to have a piece of wood with me at the time, and I just chucked it underneath one of the front wheels. Yeah. And that kept the truck from rolling backwards. So it's, uh, it was sliding back on the dock because of the algae buildup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's very slippery. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a hazard just walking there. Uh, when you're walking down some of these, these very um, steep ramps. Yeah. You have to be careful. You'll go sliding right down with everything else. Right. So, you know, that's what I've learned to do is is um, chalk up the front wheel. I carry one with me. I tie the string to it. So what I do is I just place it on the front, underneath the front wheel. Yeah. I run the string through the window. I load my boat back up. And yeah. then as I start to slowly pull the boat out, if I feel that the truck is sliding backwards, I have the chuck there. And if I'm not rolling backwards and I start to move forward, I just pulled the chuck out from mm-hmm. the wheel. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's a lot smarter way to do things. A lot of people will look at it and say, what is that rookie doing? Yeah. But well, I've I never, I never turned my truck into a submarine as okay. this person did. Well, yeah, or, or into a new potential wreck site. Uh, well, yeah, that you wouldn't want a wreck site there, but uh, oh, yeah. they got it out. But mm-hmm. you know, after a how do you get the chalk though? Like uh, you know, if you're driving uh, backing up, uh, Barry. I mean, no. Well, you- what? Okay, so what I do when I back up? When you back up and you stop, mm-hmm. you have four wheels all locked up. Yeah. Even if the rears are in in that scuzzy area, the rears right. are in there. The fronts are still biting into fairly clean concrete. Uh-huh. So before I let go of the brake, I open the door and I just push the chalk. You know, I just kind of bend down and push the chalk underneath the left front wheel. Okay. All right. So you just open up the car door, pop it down there, and pop it down there. Then I let then I let go of the yeah. brakes. Mm-hmm. I have the e brake on. Yeah. It is in park. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I launch the boat. Okay. All right. Now I get it. I was just trying to picture like how do how do you uh, when do you put the chalk down? Don't you have to get out and it's you're in the water well, already? You, you can you open like, the door. No, you're not all the way down in the yeah, in the water. Yeah. You're not down there yet. Okay. You. So you, you you get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You open the door, you have your foot on the brake, you have it in park so you don't you know roll backwards, right. accidentally roll backwards or anything. Yeah. But you still have your foot on the brake because mm-hmm. again, the only thing that may be holding your truck in place are the front wheels. Right. And then you put the chalk in, mm-hmm. and then you, uh, you know, launch your boat. Yeah. Tie it off, and then quickly get in and move that truck out of the way. Yes, because you don't want to be the guy who ends up putting the truck in the water and then having no. everybody a- accuse you of being me. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they weren't accusing you of doing it. They were just saying it looked like your vehicle. Correct, which is incorrect. So there it is. But you know, this is one of those weekends. I mean, we're kind of in holiday mode right now. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, especially next weekend. There's well, going to be a lot of uh annual boaters that get out on out on their boat, you know, once a year with the family and they're not that experienced. They haven't done it in a long time. And uh, you know, you can go out and look at Christmas lights or you can go out to your local boat dock. 
and just set up some lawn chairs, you know, grab some eggnog and just enjoy <laughs> the show. Well, <laughs> yeah, know. but I mean, it is nice down here, especially because Fort Lauderdale has so many canals and waterways that you could spend a day uh, just about in the sunsets at what, 530, quarter to six. Right. So you can go out in the late afternoon Head up north to an inlet, and then just travel all the way down the intracoastal. I just think uh, I think we just came up with a, a great pre-show for the Winterfest boat parade. Tonight. Well, yeah, that that. Well, <laughs> you don't want to go out on the day of the Winterfest boat parade. Forget it. No, I mean, it, you can't. Like, no, you don't take your boat out. But I mean, go out to the dock. Uh, you know, it's like a little pre-show before the Christmas oh, light okay. display. I understand. Go out there, set your lawn chairs uh, up by the boat docks of mm-hmm. all the people that are going to take their boats out for right. viewing platforms for the parade tonight. Okay. And uh, that'll be uh, that'll be some Christmas entertainment that'll last for. <laughs> I mean, yes, that'll be that some will, good entertainment right there. That that'll end up on YouTube and and yeah. those different channels. You think the whole over uh, inlet uh, wipeout videos um, are good? Woo, buddy! Yeah. When you get uh, it, families that haven't been out in the water in a long time, and you know the in-laws are in town, and and you got the in-laws on the boat, and the yelling match. Oh gosh, I can see it now. What yep, a yep. what grab a festive! That line. Uh, oh wait, it just activity. fell in. Wait, the propeller is eating it up. Wait, wait, grab that anchor over there. Oh no, we're drifting away. Where are the kids that are on the boat? Where are the adults that are on the dock? Uh oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun. You know, yeah. that that will uh that that would be perfect pre-show entertainment <laughs> for the Winterfest boat parade or well, you know, I wouldn't want anyone Christmas to do like that. Christmas like boat. What do you mean you wouldn't want any? Yes, you're going to no, do that. No, 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 no. You are going to do it. I know you. No, but I I will. I have done that before where we go out not during the boat parade. Mm-hmm. Um but we have gone out on other nights. Just uh, watch the uh boat dock Olympics. And, and just and it is no, just go out there. And drive down the intracoastal. You, you see some oh, beautiful take your boat. houses. I'm just talking about yeah. watching everybody else screw up. You're talking about actually taking out your boat. Yeah, taking out my friends, <laughs> maybe dragging a diver or two behind it. Well, okay, there's that. There's there a are, lot of stuff you there's can There's a lot of ways to celebrate boating during the holidays, and we just uh, talked about a twisted few of them, for sure. <laughs> so make the best of it. Plan accordingly. And uh, we we apologize (laughs) for giving you the uh, suggestion, but it's just what we do sometimes here at the uh, World of Boating. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. 
They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com. 